This episode of Keep It Real Fridays is brought to you by Kaizen U. If there's anything that the good people at Kaizen U understand, it's that starting a business is not easy. With so much to learn and so much to do in so little time, you will always have your hands full. In this day and age, any business that is intentional about reaching new customers needs a website. Unfortunately, websites are one of the headaches that businesses have to deal with. But Kaizen U has a solution for this. At Kaizen U's Digital Consulting, you can get this website created for you. Kaizen U takes the time to understand your business, your target market, and help you build the perfect website for your goals. Complete with affordable domains and hosting for your first year, this service is a perfect buffer for any startup. Listeners of the podcast will get a 10% discount on any digital consulting service from Kaizen U that you may require just by visiting kaizenu.co.zw forward slash noog. Additionally, the first five people to contact Kaizen U can redeem a free 30-minute strategy session on digital consulting. Visit kaizenu.co.zw to learn more. That's K-A-I-Z-E-N-Y-O-U dot C-O dot Z-W. Keep it real Fridays with Celatine and Brian Willis. Welcome to Keep It Real Fridays. I am Celatine. And I'm Brian Willis, no relation of Bruce. <laughs> What's good, Brian Willis? Oh uh, my god. <laughs> mm. It's 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 been a minute for sure, man. Yeah. You told you about all time, Brian. Yes. Every week. Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> okay, man. <laughs> Uh, I'll take it. I'll bite the bullet. It's all right. All right, all right. But anyway, not to keep our special guests waiting. Today we have a very important. I think I think it's it's the second time on the show. A friend of the show. We have yep. so profound in the building. Uh, man, first of all, you know what did you guest our man? I thought I was family, our man. <laughs> Now that gets Risa, you know, I try to write that you're okay, a friend a friend to the show. Fam to the show. Fam to the show. I I was I was talking to to the producer of the show and he got in touch, right? The bandit Yochi, my guy, we need to do this blah 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 we're ironing out the details. The bandit also you need to send me this. You need to send me this. I'm gonna send you this. Gigi's gonna say, please send me your press kit. I'm gonna get to mom with a press kit. Yeah, yeah, man. Forgive him. He's still new. He's still new. Bro, but, 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 you know, one of the reasons why I brought this up is so that I could actually say a big shout out to you guys for actually mm-hmm. doing something. No, because it really felt. Uh, professional and and really organized, which is so dope. Mm. But hey, coming from you, man, that means a lot. <laughs> hey, the the but I want but a man and friend, you show man. you know what? he is a friend to the room, Celatine. He's he's a friend yeah. to the room. He's family. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but one thing I like about this dude is he always has his. Um, hand on the pulse of what's what's going on and he's a dude of values you know like even from like his, his work of art poetry it's just always to just evoke emotions and just 
you know, telling it how it is. Uh, and of late, you know, you've been trending uh, because of that. Uh, I don't know if you can call it a docu series around around the the legacy of Chamembe, the Chamembe story, which has been right. very yeah, like making waves around. And shout out to you for that. I think I think. Uh, a lot of people are probably thinking it, but like not not just Chamimbi, but for a lot of the things, there's not so many documentation of all those legacies, and you had the guts to do it, especially during this pandemic. Yeah, yeah, get it, man. Actually, no, no, I'm actually jumping the gun. Did you do it like during this like pandemic season, or it was like way before? Uh, it, it was actually during the pandemic. So th- there's a there's a there's a funny story to how we got it done. So initially, I wanted to make an actual documentary, like a five part documentary. Uh, yeah, that okay. that that says that starts, for example, from the beginning to like in the 80s. That captures urban culture in the 80s, around the time yeah. where people radio three. Uh, and people like Princeton Die were coming up the 80s and they were calling that music Bob Dwyer and the things that were happening and the influences yeah. in mid 90s with music like Piece of Ebony, uh, Fortune mm-hmm. Paruta, Pastor uh-huh. G, and people who are like Matonto, or if you remember Matonto, Calvin and Moose. Yeah, uh, yeah, and yeah. Which was going to be like the first the first part which is the early days then the second part which is the future then the third part which is the chamember story the fourth part which is the 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 era uh, uh that that follows after which is like a like a dark era where there was a lot of misinformation where people thought urban grooves was a genre and yeah. and a whole lot of things and where you can start to see Zimbabwe being far removed from the world and sort of like taking a turn uh, and taking the music uh, that's where you start seeing the emergence of Niger, that's where you see the emergence of South African urban music, heavily that's not quite dope but you start seeing South African hip hop and all that then where we are now but thing is to make such a to make such a piece is so expensive number one and also number two what hit me when we were doing the research is that we just don't have uh this uh, people are not documenting anything during exactly and so and (laughs) you barely you barely have any footage you barely have and there are no records nothing Nothing. So the reason why, for example, in America, it's easy for them to make a documentary like The Last Dance is mm-hmm. because everyone freaking knows what happened during the last season in 98 with the Bulls and Jordan and the Chicago Bulls. They know the yeah. information, right? So yeah. it's well documented. Yeah, it's well documented. So it meant that because documentary is now about the angle it's more about the angle it's not about the information anymore right so we realized that starting very far our culture uh, our space the space we were operating in was a totally different space what Mm -hmm. we needed to get out first for people to understand was the information right yeah how can Mm -hmm. people understand 
information. You can't start telling people about uh, Matonto, Pastor G, Piece of Ebony, and all that. Not, not to, not to, uh, not not to be uh, ignorant of uh, of exactly what's happening. But the people who were influenced by that music are uh, your forty going up, right? And they're not. Yeah. They are not participants in the uh in the economy of people who are who sort of like make up the space that we we are in the space that yeah. we're in the people who make up that space are pretty much your late 20s to about late 30s uh early yeah. 40 to be exact and how do we know that we know that because um, who are the people who are, who experience what is called the urban grooves movement? But those people, who do they really know? Do they even know who Delaney was? Do they even know who Gilbert was? Do they even know what the project called the future was, and all that? What what, what time do these people really remember? The people this time really remember yeah. because it culturally impactful because it was so uh, so. Uh, the music what, what is if you play it right now it sort of like carries the weight of the time it reflects the time which which yeah. part is that we realize it's Chamembe right but uh-huh. Chamembe is so close to the beginning of what is what the urban grooves movement is because the person who started it is in contact with one of the front runners of that movement that person yeah. is Take Five right and yeah. Take Five uh-huh started from is a Delani protege but Delani is a front runner so if you tell the Chamembe story you have you can tell the story of the front runners for people to be interested in the front runners because this is the story the story they pretty much relate with so how about we interview the people who make up Chamembe and tell the story of Chamembe so well because we are so close to it right yeah. but the story of Chamembe is the only going to make people so interested with the story that's before that they're going to ask who's Delaney what is who's step aside some people don't can't even tell between Delaney and step aside right for sure, yeah. for sure. it's the person uh, who is who is innocent Chuma who is uh, Gilbert Muvavarira who what did Chamiso Entertainment do uh, who was there at the time and all that because for you to get to Chamembe People were just not in. Were just who's Marcus Strater, who's DJ Marais, who's all these people. Are, <laughs> yeah. Right? Uh, yeah this is a major art, a major history lesson in music in Zimbabwe. Right, music. Laughing. Do you even yes. know some of those people, right? <laughs> you know what? No, Willis. <laughs> and then I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be yeah. honest with you. The Delanis and them, I knew them, but only like mm. on the surface. And mm. this uh, Chamembe stories that uh, so profound uh, started uh, really brought a whole new perspective to the work that was put into the Delanis and the Take Fives. Do you yeah. get what I'm saying? So I think I, I remember I even wrote it on Facebook. Hey, Arnold, thank you so much for this. I did not know how much we needed this. So, because it brought so much context to that music that came out at that time. Keep it real Fridays with Shelatine and Brian Willis. <laughs> you, you are beautiful. 
You glow with hope like the Psalms are written all over your face, your smile. It's like a tragedy in a Shakespearean story. Gorgeous. Skin so smooth like Picasso's blank canvas, your eyebrows alone match the cheek view of sunset. You are so beautiful. Just the sound of your voice makes birds take notes. Intellectual, it's like the first university was founded on your brain. You're the only of a kind. You're where beauty goes to worship, where Cupid lent archery, where lions were ordained kings, where perfection meets purpose and is Christian beautiful. It's a little something I wrote for you on your birthday. I would recite it for you and that moment would become that umbilical cord that fed our friendship. We were different sides of the same cloth, different dreams in the same sleep. I was a struggling artist and had just finished college. You were interning for some firm that wouldn't pay for your ride home. I guess we were all broke. Our schedules were erratic and impossible, but we always had time for Sundays. We were believers and Sunday was church. We would congregate at some restaurant, exchange the scriptures about our lives. We took turns to preach to each other, detailing the events of the previous week. And when the sermon was done, we would give an offering to the waiter and would wait again for Sunday for us to catch up. We could miss the pot of gold at the end of any rainbow, but not Sunday. It was therapy of sorts. Our conversations were about everything. From your poor choice in men to politics and our weird dreams of spray painting graffiti on the Great Wall of China. And your hair. There's something about your hair though. It was longer than the closing day's assembly. No pride, it was your joy. You even had a story for it, you would say. My hair has never been cut ever since I was four. And every time you'd say it, I would shake my head and say something like you had to wait 19 years for you not to buy it. Just this response would spiral into one long discussion about modern African women and weaves. We always left it hanging, but would settle for the idea that someone was reprogramming our idea of beauty and was successful at it. Because beauty is now something we wear as a mask, something we make up, weave it up till it looks just right, Sunday. I remember the first Sunday you missed in almost two years. I don't remember the reason, but it's obvious what it did to me. We did more Sundays after that. Sundays were our thing, but missing them slowly became your thing too. You said family and work. Your new gig was hectic and you needed time to rest. I was just happy you were winning. I had successfully also removed struggling off my resume, was getting bookings and stuff, so I miss Sundays too. We were officially heathens. It was a Thursday when I heard the news of your passing. They said you took your life. The ones close to you said you had been depressed for a while. How did I miss this? Trapped in the matrix, trying to win the rat race. Preoccupied with what could save face so we pay attention less. And we can't even notice the mess those close to us are going through. I'm not blaming, I'm just saying. Pay attention to those close to you. And always ask them why they can no longer do Sundays. Keep it real Fridays with Shelatine and Brian Willis. 
So if if you if you take exactly what you said and put it into into perspective, is Brian, for example, you are you are in the culture, right? You've seen the culture morph. You've you've uh, you are a participant in the culture, and you know yeah. exactly where the culture is, where it's been in the past uh, decade, uh, past fifteen years or so, right? Uh huh. That's fifteen years where no one was recording anything that's important to the culture. So, yep. Because there's no one who's recording anything. Mm. What we need is not a documentary. We just need information. Yeah. yeah. To we need an archive. So we need information. So how do we make information? Because a lot of it now is so fragmented. So how about we make an interview series? Because an interview series, unlike a documentary, a documentary follows a certain path, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. So, so uh-huh. It, it then takes all the facts, takes people behind the curtain, or makes people follow. Uh, we, we could have said, for example, a documentary. Uh, yeah. we could have been following the money, for example. Yeah. So following the money, do you know what it does, though? Following the money would have we wouldn't have heard uh, Stana's beginning, him capturing the industry as it was. We wouldn't yeah. have heard uh, stories that Leo about his what was happening in Bari, what was happening at Mount Pleasant, yeah. how yeah. how. V- and pageants and all these things played a part. Aurum Bikateza was not just a filmmaker making movies, but she was also making music videos and all that. Uh, how Dilani uh, w- was so uh, hell-bent on building an industry would give you a contract no matter who you are and wanted to create an industry. But who gave Dilani that money? Who made him fund the studio that was... so? we need information to begin with so mm. we need information out so we will do an interview series right so mm-hmm. i'm gonna give you guys for example take five gave me a two hours 40 something minutes interview right mm. wow. that has gems for days <laughs> so and so wow if you listen to take five's interview right and you put it out there what we have now is perspective. It's, we just, it's just information. Mm, yeah. If you then ask us to make a documentary after that, you will notice that you will be more interested to listen to that document uh, documentary because what you have is information. But now what you don't have are the missing parts. What was happening? Yeah. You want you want to go deeper. You want so that was the understand. That's what we wanted to create. With with yeah. with the Chamembe story, and I think with a lot of Zimbabwean products, the reason why I think we fail all the time is we look at what's happening in the U.S. For example, we look at what's happening in South Africa. We love it, and we think this could work for home. Uh-huh. But what we do is we don't translate it so that it can then speak to our people at home. We don't look at yeah. what our people at home mm. need and then say, what can we do so that we can communicate in such a way that our people cannot just uh, be part of the story, but enjoy checking out their story. So mm. our culture, to begin with, just needed information. So when people ask me, is it a docu-series? I, 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 it's not a docu-series. I'd set a documentary. Yet, 
it's an interview series that's why if you check at uh, at the okay. but the reason why we let people run with the fact that it's a docu series if that's how they want to relate to it i'm not mad at that what important yeah. is yeah. get the information out people now know how uh, stana started how mafreak started uh, how rocky was instrumental how take 5 just didn't start with few kings uh about close to 10 years after he had started then formed two kings but you would see the same problems if you're following the culture that haunted mm. chamembe being the same problem maybe that haunted uh what do you call this you king kings. exactly so because do you know why it's, it it repeats itself because no one wrote it down for someone to learn from it exactly exactly so, so it's actually just a big fight say that are you saying take five was now finessing breezy and 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 intend that uh, <laughs> uh, uh, clearly i'm not saying that but what i'm saying is and you no, just said the history was repeating itself but anyway uh, no yeah. I think history the history that he's talking about from what I'm taking is like if you listen to interview if you listened to um uh Leo's interview if you listened to um what was the other interview um Afrique Terrera Afrique and Terrera there was a common denominator in all those interviews and that was an issue to do with getting signed But then mm. like Tererai was a bit more vocal about it or she was a bit more knowledgeable she had her father help her out but the rest of these other guys they were just excited to record and if there we if, go. If, if you listen to that and then you pay attention to the stuff that's happening now i mean we've got the case of anana people like uh what's his name Aishan with that whole mm. kure song and that whole youtube scandal where his song got removed and what not you can just tell it's the same things that are happening over and over again and this is a result of people not knowing the history of our own music we carry on repeating the same mistakes and if we carry on not documenting these things as we go along we're going to carry on making these same mistakes so When 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 so profound told us or when he just said Kuti we're not learning it 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 really took me back to that post when I wrote Kuti I did not know how much we needed this Can I give you a kicker in all of this Yes yep. yeah this is when when hip hop started in the 70s right Uh-huh and they were sampling records which records yeah. were they sampling and how far back were they going Hmm. That's an interesting one. They, they, they were going at the time when they started in the 70s because they were sampling breakbeat. They were extending breakbeats, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. From disco records, from soul records, from funk records that were coming out. At the time, the, the, the distance from where they were and the records that were coming out, maybe uh, about 10, 15 years going back, right? Uh-huh. Overcoming, but they were usually, usually doing music that was very current at the time because that's what DJs were spinning for them to then extend breakbeat so that people could dance and they could be uh that 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 MCs could start uh rapping over them uh and and break uh, b-boys could start dancing and bopping dancing those, yeah and all that but fast forward to the 90s for example how far back were people going they're going back 20 years back going back to the 70s mm. templates uh-huh. so 
that. Go back to Kanye West in the early 2000s, Jay Dilla, and all these mm-hmm. people. How far back were they? Yeah. 20 years back. Way back. Right? Yeah. How many years has it been since urban group started in Zimbabwe, right? An urban culture that we relate to, that had serious soul, and people actually relate to. It's a, It's been 20 years since the future uh, came out, right? Yeah. Here's the uh-huh. kicker. Why is it by now we haven't heard any producer sample that Handireg, for example? Why we, why are we not sampling that Terirai sound? Uh, so, but you know they, they have been sampling. I think maybe the songs haven't blown. Our pills d- did that. That one with Xander. What, what's it called, uh, Brian? The one on the first album. Boys, we still need picking. Yeah. How many picking? <laughs> <laughs> and then PD recently did uh, flip, flip Guy, some some, wait, wait, some, wait. some some song recently as well. Wait, you see what you're yeah. doing? Yeah, you but... see what you're doing? <laughs> You it's told there. me, I, I, I will say, give me five records yeah. right now. You will give stretch me five. For you. For, for you. In fact, give us five <laughs> records. Look at what you're doing. You can't even yeah. remember the title. I will tell you the titles, <laughs> for example. But you can't even tell me the titles of the record. It's been a minute. You know, you know, you know some of these, uh, the tracks are good, but they just don't have a way of... Like still, I think this is the message that Top Fun trying to put across. The, like, the like, point I'm like trying last, to make uh, is, for example, <laughs> what we 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 for Burner Boy to blow, for example, Burner Boy when he started, he was very uh, Afro. He was doing Afro dancehall. He was not even Afro beats, right? He was very uh-huh. Afro dancehall. That's why he could compete and be mentioned in the same sentence as. Uh, uh, Buffalo Soldier, right? Because uh-huh. he was doing uh-huh. that Afro dancehall swagger and all that. Great, mm. but but for uh-huh. him to really blow, look at what he did. He revisited Felakuti, but how old is Felakuti, guys? <laughs> Ancient. <laughs> but but who's Felakuti? Felakuti, he was the urban expression or at of the time of what his mm. parents were doing off at the time so it then resonates with what people are doing now and funny thing is guys do you know how way ahead we were of our time dilani Thanks. was dilani was mixing and do you know for the longest we saw nigerian music come to light guys with peace mm. with uh-huh. two-faced Sidibia, tubaba those were the front runners and those guys were doing what our people had been doing since 99 since 98 95 they were trying to uh-huh. do soul and r&b trying to mimic american music but we were already past that we had already gotten an identity we had already taken that music but given it our mm. own expression but we watched them we watched those guys and now and there were still others mimicking not not to shout out to Tia shout out to major players but anyway go on yeah yeah so you can tell we had been doing that since way back because what mm. these people what Dilani for example was just saying is guys it's not bad for us to take that music but let's bring it home let's make it ours yeah so if you fast forward to 2020 Shamari go to any party uh, you are you are listening to a literally a Niger set, a I'm a piano set, and there's no Zimbabwe yep. music close. Mm-hmm. That whatsoever. That's crazy. 
So the point I'm trying to make is that we, we have no access point, we have no reference point to our own culture. So we, we keep thinking we're making something new. Or the people that come through, they always think they're the first ones, right? So mm. so we, we, we just needed information. And that's what we tried to do with the Chamembe story to begin with. I've, I just have a question, like, if you were to suppose this, this, you know, this is already doing waves, what would be the next generation you probably touch on of, uh, of, of, of musicians? I don't think you, I, I don't know if you're particularly going to focus on hip hop, but I'm sure music in general, like which other uh, period do you like zone in on just to like shed light? So, so, okay. So to just, just, I, I, I'm gonna have to take you through the process of then how we, we make content at, in, at intentionally daring, which is like giving mm. all the secret. Please, but anyway, please go ahead. <laughs> but anyway, this is the information. So, what what is Chamembe? <laughs> Chamembe, Chamembe is the Chamembe story is a period piece mm. that speaks of a movement. But it's not just about a period piece that speaks of a movement. It's a movement that people cared about. Yeah. It's a movement that okay. shaped a time. Yep. Culture. And was very impactful. But there are many... Um, there, there are many... Uh, uh, moving parts to why that movement came to be. There's a, there are political reasons, right? Uh-huh. Uh, people, people talk about the hundred percent local content as if it was, uh, it was the best thing ever, right? But uh-huh. I remember it happening, and people were not so happy with it. I, yeah, I know Kenny hated it because I hated it in the beginning. Peter John right. actually resigned because of that. God bless his <laughs> dead. Thank you. So look at what we now we have political reasons. We have social reasons. We we mm. have. We have. Why was this music so impactful, right? So, uh, was it because it was so good, or it was just for the first time people could see themselves, right? Uh, and 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 it's a period piece, but it's a period piece that has uh, a beginning, a peak, and uh, sort of like it, it then plateaus at a certain point. Then we are still. Uh, it could dip or it could rise again. It's neither here nor there, but you mostly focus on the rise and the the the, the peak the the mm. plateauing of this amazing movement right uh-huh. so uh-huh. that's that's exactly what we will look at so it's not for example about focusing on sungura because sungura is big right uh it's not about focusing on on what do you call this um zim danso because zim danso is big right uh-huh. uh, but about what does it mean to the people who carry it uh, what are some of the key moments within that story right for example the Sungura story for me is not exciting to tell you know why mm. it's it's so far removed from the people I'm trying to talk to yep. it's important that's very true I'm not, sure, I'm not sure if I check in but I think I'll check it out of curiosity let's just see okay, oh, okay. It, but because the people you're, you're, you're driving it but yeah, yeah but the people trying to talk to it's not their music it's their parents mm. music mm. so 
So they relate yeah. to it because of their parents, but they wouldn't be interested in it because they love it. But it's because it's yeah. their parents' music, right? So from a depth standpoint, I'm already far removed from, from the story myself. Plus, what are some of the major uh, interesting stories around why Sungura would be so interesting, right? Because what makes, for example, Chapspe interesting is because Chamembe had such huge cultural moments was so impactful but it failed yeah and no one knows why it failed yeah so, the, so if you're asking me what other genres I would mm-hmm. look at here's the kicker I'm not gonna tell a music story after this no right <laughs> And the story is gonna blow you away, but I, I can't I can't let that kid out of the bag right now. No. <laughs> all right, all right. But so anyway, anyway, anyway. Uh, okay, you can go first. Sorry, yeah. I wanted to ask. So profound. So these interviews that you are doing for the Chamembe stories, have you done yes, all sir. of them or still in the process? No, we 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 finished all of them. By the time, remember when you checked out the trailer? Yes, I, yes, I yes, yes. Interview we hadn't done then is the Terera interview. Mm. Ah, yeah. So I uh, saw we got Rocky coming up. We got Take Five coming up as well, and you got Trinity coming up. Trinity coming up. They <clears throat> should be nice. <laughs> so, coming up. But but um. So uh, how how then? Because when you started working on the Chamembe story, uh, telling the story itself was very important. For example, in episode one, if you notice of all the people who spoke about Chamembe, Stana had the thinnest story about what Chamembe is. Right? He he acquainted uh, with Chamembe at a later stage. He he was not in Uh, contact with music. Yeah. Uh, Actually, uh-huh. a fan of music, but he was not in contact with the music early on, right? I got him face with fashion. There we go. So, but Stano, <laughs> what he did was he then left all the doors open uh, and left you with a lot of questions than answers, right? Yeah. So, yeah. for example, Stana made you understand there was someone called Dilan. There yep. was dispute why there was uh, that squad slash Chamembe was a uh-huh. result of Dilani leaving. Okay. Right? And so, and after that, there was the issue of Chamembe, what kind of space it was. Was it a movement? Was it a studio? Was it a collective? Uh-huh. We don't know that, like, right? Uh-huh. And there was a contract. Uh-huh. And money was made, and then there were squabbles, right? He he just left, leaves all those questions hanging. Then yeah. Leo play then sort of like gives perspective to what the era before Chamembe was like. He spends more yeah. time doing it. And then he takes you to Chamembe and sort of like answers questions briefly. But now you have a picture that Take 5 was actually coming from somewhere and that somewhere was Galaxy Studios. Right? Uh-huh. Being uh-huh. Delaney's protege. Stu- yep. Episode 3, you now get answers to exactly not just 
Delaney's good side because everyone had spoken well of Delaney but that Delaney had limitations too and you sort of like get that with Mafrik where they tell you the story that yo Delaney wanted us to be like this like this so Delaney we start seeing his limitations that could have led mm. to uh, uh why the movement at the time didn't sort of like got to a place where it um where it um where it where it stopped or it uh-huh. needed someone to take it to the next level right uh-huh. and the uh-huh. contracts and all that because if you listen to Mafrik Mafrik says we were given a contract the Delaney contract was so long but the Mafrik contract the Take 5 contract was not so long right yeah yeah listen to Terera Terera is the first person who then gives perspective to what was in the contract no one else says what was in the contract <laughs> it was a 30 and Dragon it was a 32 page document 32 page document right and she went through it with her father <laughs> there we go She so, actually started calling other artists to come and uh, have the father help them read the contracts and stuff like that Yep. And after that guess what happens? Uh what happens? now we put in the contract. Right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So we know that it was a contractual issue. People didn't want to have a contract. People refused. But him Darawa Tererai who's like an amazing uh, legal mind in this country. Yeah. Right? Could Arambe Gutiva renegotiate the contracts? Because people were uh-huh. so hung up trying to record and just trying to trying to be uh to get in so bad that they missed yeah. the point of what exactly they were trying to do so because they felt like the contracts restricted them there we go and you still see that now bro you still <laughs> guys, see that now <laughs> it's still happening there's an, there's an artist there's an artist right now He, he's had a bit of uh, popularity songs on the radio hit me up recently like I'm done I'm made like a like a YouTube where I can post my new video I'm like what but anyway I was like oh, maybe talk to these because I, I, I think some people they just want to blow they'll figure it out a bit later so even with all this stuff happening Nana Isha and Vimbai Zumoto I think she she went through the same she had a handler handling her, her, her stuff and I think they deleted it after Anitzan so I think we're gonna keep on seeing people make dumb deals or make these uh temporary decisions just to you know just to just to blow quickly and probably just find a way out later but yeah it's, it's very important that at least the, the information is out keep it real Fridays with Shelatine and Brian Willis <laughs> differences I hate milk but you love cows you hate bees but I call you honey I say mountains are for climbing. You're afraid of heights. You dislike darkness, but you hate me for sleeping with the lights on. We both read. We love adrenaline and speed. I don't know why we don't agree that Formula One is like an incredible fiction novel with a bad cover that no one ever gets to read. Differences. The difference between seeds is where they are planted. Between flowers are the petals. Between reeds is the water that flows past them between nations is the government that runs them or should i say the politics i don't know i'll copy john legend and love all of you but i'm not promising i'll love all of it that you do 
differences. Keep it real Fridays with Shelatine and Brian Willis. But um, Arnold, I'm just so curious about the uh, creative process. Like, I'm sure all these people aren't so weren't so easy to get together. Who was like the most difficult? Just, like to have a sit with or <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't think there's anyone who has been difficult to sit down with. Mm. Um, I, I think it's just the timing, which I understood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, uh, you're trying to get to someone, but someone can only be free at a certain time. So I wouldn't call it being yeah. difficult to difficult. to get to or to sit down with, uh, because I also understand that you're in a different space. You're trying to feed the family and all that. Yeah. It's not like chilling at home waiting for me. So uh, that said, that that was very easy. I remember the first time we went to Terrorize House um, mm-hmm. and. We did a Nesto interview and all that, and but we couldn't find a, an extension cable uh, so that we could light up the place and all that. And we then light, we couldn't, light was not on our side. So, and it's quite far because it's out of Harare, uh, it's out of Harare fam. So we actually had to go there twice. Wow. Right. But that's the dedication. For then, for us to get the interview the second time, there was a lot of back and forth because he was writing exams at the time. Uh, it's just a lot of things that were happening. So it's not that anyone was difficult to sit down with. It's just that the timing was was what was difficult uh, mm. to time. But everyone was so was just so was just so kind. Um, okay. Especially, for example, Tech Five. It was just one call. He told me when when to come. I was even a bit late because we we're coming from Stana that day. Um, mm. If you see the interviews, I'm pretty much wearing almost the same clothes because most of them we did them the same day. That's how kind oh, these people. Okay. So it was yeah. it was it was quite exciting. Yeah, Tech Five is very accommodating when it comes to those interviews. He's always ready to talk. Yeah, man. Take five was so kind to me, man. All I just want to make a prediction, guys. Take five. I think out of everyone, he's okay. Maybe Stan has been somewhat consistent, but I I think like he's gonna shock people and have like another third run when Mufundi got what? This guy keeps coming back. Well, there's just like a, a sort of energy he brings whenever like he's he's in the zone of things. So I believe. And all this, and not 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 to not to really be too much of a fan of this era or anything, mm. but I've been around a lot of new cats and how they make music and all that. There's yeah. a set. Of, the approach is just different, man. So yeah. when you say Take Five is gonna have another run. All of these cats have got the potential to have another run, another surge when they want to. Because yeah. they know something that we don't. They've got a different approach to this. True. Yep. Uh, well, there's not, not in, uh, when I say another run, I'm not really, like with this case, not to say like, oh, another success, uh, financially, but I'm like, 
in terms of like a, a wave like when he came back I think what, what brought him back like and, and ignited the whole few kings was that happy song or I think the Madrinx it was, it was the combination of the two but I think they, they all kind of just took off at the same time so I right, think right. like something creatively creatively speaking is going to bring bring something that's people are going to be like oh shit yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the guns right off Dear Primo the, he's like he's like, he's like the premier of you know if he comes out people are just happy that you know he's got he's got something for people to to bop to but yeah Right, but uh, they, they were so kind. Everyone was so, was so, was so cool. Mm. Uh, but the funny Stunner story, you have to understand. Guys, Stunner is such a showman. You don't understand. <laughs> no, nah, Stunner, 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 yeah. Stunner, I think, is very aptly named. Yeah. Fab, we, we get to Stunner's apartment, right? Uh-huh. Stunner. Dana comes out, he's wearing like a white top, like a white sweater, some blue uh, jeans, some J's, right? Uh, he's fresh, boss. And he says, yo, guys, Mabatiga, let's, uh, thanks for coming, chichichichi, right? Okay, uh, we can set up, let me show you where to set up, chichichichi. Great. Uh, we set up somewhere. The setup is done, I'm about to mic Stana. Stana says, yo, Hold up, I'm not feeling this top that I'm wearing, right? Let me just wait. Two minutes, I'll be back. Stunner takes five minutes instead of two minutes, but when he comes back, he comes back with a whole new outfit, boss. Yeah, yeah, that's Desmond on, for you. <laughs> black on black on black on black, but that's not enough. We mic him up. The interview is about to start. We're about to roll cameras. Like, wait a second, this table is too empty. Just give me one minute. He comes back with the J Dub gold label, boss. Nema Gordo and glass. That's Stana for you. And this table can't be empty. We 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 got to do something with this. I was like, whoa! And you can tell there's a little. You weren't sipping a lot, huh? I noticed you weren't, you weren't sipping. sipping. No, no, I don't. Oh, maybe I, yeah. I don't drink. <laughs> so you don't drink at all? I don't. I've never drank at all. Sangari, <laughs> so profound, niche, my baby, my dad. That's his vice, yeah? Everyone That's his niche. <laughs> Have you heard this? Po- There's this poem of yours that I saw you perform, and you were talking about this girl that you were trying to, like, uh, talk to. And my words, I shan't decide you could hear the chicks in the crowd, like, just getting like, Ooh! I was like, I ain't taking my wife to any of this dude's shows. <laughs> But fu- funny thing is uh, uh, that n- now that you speak of poetry, I am. It's it's such a scary time for me because I I can feel I don't think like a poet anymore. Ah, you evolve, my guy. It's evolution. I know, man. I I just don't think like a poet anymore. I think mm-hmm. I I'm gonna work on one more one more project and I'm done. Uh, it's too, it's nah, too you, can, you can't let go of that poetry yeah. stuff from that. My guy, I think you're one of the most prolific poets out there. Dragut is so profound, guy. Perfect fit. I, I might be dropping that soon, hey? Uh, to what? To what? Uh, to Arnold. Arnold. Hey. 
Why are people dropping their cool names, man? Unozachi, I I loved that name when I was a poet because it was was fitting. But now I I don't I just don't think like a poet anymore. It it's scary. I've, but I it still I, suits your your character, even as a radio personality. I think it still fits, my guy. I mean, your shows at night when you're talking to the ladies and whatnot. What up, ladies? It's so profound. And <laughs> I mean, it, it, it works. Can you know he just doesn't want to be boxed in the whole lula lula panty dropper. Uh, <laughs> So the funny thing is, can I, can I, I I don't do don't do that show anymore. Mm. Uh, you do the Sunday I'm, stuff, right? Yeah, I'm I'm only now doing Sunday, and there's there's another scoop. There's a show I'll be doing on during talk time on ZFM. I'm moving up to the to the talk time slot. Okay, nice. Yeah, Who so they have they, to sacrifice. Ah, uh, nobody really. Uh, they, nobody. I'm sure there's enough space for. Alright, alright, alright. Hey, so, I think yeah. I last heard so profound on the PD project. Oh yes, yes. It's not a project that a lot of people seem to be talking about of late. I don't know if it's because of the R&B turn, but I think that's another gem that's gonna just maybe just blossom more as and age well with time. But yeah. I, I like that project. Actually, the Pete project is what makes me say, I think I got uh, one more project in me where I can just mm. focus and just write one more project, um, one more poetry project. That that's so. If I'm gonna be around poetry, I'll be there as an executive or yeah, yeah. no, not oh my yeah, yeah. There was that. Um, uh, I don't know if it was a poetry fest or something. You were supposed to have. Uh, at that venue by Joanna City, must the year must have been 2017 or 2018. I don't know yes. why it got uh, postponed, but at least before you bow out, you need to like at least bring that to light. And I know it's difficult because of the whole uh, social COVID. distancing and COVID, but I'm sure, yeah, that would be something nice to see. People, people marched, man, and EG came came into power. That's why. <laughs> Oh yeah, that was around about that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was I remember the same now. Day, 18 yeah, it was the same day that you had seen. and you had been pushing this item for quite a while, huh? Yeah, you don't yeah, weird folks. I remember you actually them. came on the show and pushed that item. You came on Keep It yeah, On Fridays and you pushed it. Wasn't that even weird. an opportunity to like you know, ride the wave since unless if Maybe people weren't talking about political reforms and stuff in Brazil. People 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 it was it, it was it was the moment wasn't about it was about the people man uh, if I could quote Bill, they didn't need a poetry convention at the time because yeah. people in the streets by themselves they want they wanted something bigger than just people on the stage or doing anything like that so we had to postpone yeah. because the moment was so big that mm, yeah. Uh, just doing we actually lost a lot of money or well, I lost a lot of money as one of the investors in that in that thing because there were mm. folks from South Africa coming folks from Zambia coming you had yeah. damn what do you call this venue sound everything imagine the places where these people are supposed to stay now you have to cancel 
bookings and it was just a just just a messy time but it was also exciting because it was a was a new dawn in the history of our country yeah. we yeah. hoped it was i think a lot of people were looking forward to it because i think haifa had stopped was that not the first year haifa had stopped and poetry was also like a quintessential part of haifa so at least you yeah. know i was like looking forward to it. like at least we're going to see some way some most of the grades and some 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 sound minds are going to come together so i i knew for sure it wasn't it wasn't for everybody but i knew for sure that people are going to come and support i'm sure oh, even we, right now people will we're still get back mm. uh would love to bring it back this year and do it right and sort of like set it as an institution where it just takes care of itself and it just grows and grows and grows and grows but corona happened uh i yeah. I, I think that, uh, there's something at play every time we're we really want to do this thing something just happens so yeah. one more why we really need to do it but it's, it's definitely coming back it's definitely coming back yeah but um can, can, as, can as i ask you guys yeah, yeah man go for it uh so so what has been the most interesting thing about the chamembe story as you just watching the episode so far that that really came out to you as a surprise um for me as a, as a surprise not not only not surprises per se but i think that whole narrative of how people um i just you know uh struggle to handle fame because you can if you can imagine like everyone sort of had like a national national popularity on a, on a grand stage and i don't think i've really seen that like with even the current generation of like way monrese you're doing galas you're on these stages and you're you know you get you get have the ability to play to to perform shows i remember in 2011 i, I once bumped into maskiri somewhere in vorwe there don't ask me what mm-hmm. i was doing there but i was like ah. <laughs> and then i see the homies got dancers and what the other nasty chopped it up with them for the for the rest of the evening that oh, shit, you know no one else i don't i don't think i think maybe it's just one person of this generation in terms of like hip hop like a tigons i know he he can perform in some of these uh, rural places but everyone else no one really else can like um do that so i think it was just interesting to see how people were like reflecting on how they handled fame how they managed to ride i think i think one of the uh, stunner was to the only person who really like it was kind of wild for him but he kind of didn't fall off the raging bull in a way <laughs> but for some of the other people yeah some fell some got back up yeah, some got chucked off again so the, the juggling of fame part for me i don't know about brian uh my 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 highlight is gonna sound very uh thin after what celetine just said because he just basically took everything out of uh <laughs> what i wanted to say so what what, I, what i'm gonna speak of is xq i know you haven't interviewed him but the highlight for me pana xq was the whole thing which xq's claim to fame was ndirimsalala yeah but uh, xq was seen by leo in a waiting room was it delani studio yeah waiting room and I'm thinking, Usala Duripa people. I'm not saying Nimo is not a lack of snack, but which salad did you know just chills chowing Nimo? No, I'm just giving you an awesome salad. 
funny thing is uh, uh just give context to that to that salala song until uh, you did the song ndirim salad the term salad was actually a diss i know and xq actually played the song and sort of like um gave it positive uh yeah positive. he changed the narrative he changed the narrative but before that yeah. salad was a diss and when xq came with the record he then put it into popular culture but as a with a positive spin uh yeah. to, to so masala people started claiming good masala and it, there was nothing wrong with that but it was after yeah. a lot of the slang yeah taurwa uh there was the slang that was on the surface but a lot of the mm-hmm. slang would from the hood could get on no kwegazira salad kwegazira so when xq took it yeah be mira with a slang yevan we pa block chat yeah be a slang munwe So from that then what you have was uh was people accepting this new wave of uh of ethnic expression not just in the music but also in in lingo so which is pretty yeah. cool so see i was quite cool oh man <laughs> <laughs> now excuse has always been ahead of his time when it came to like um knowing what to sing about that is true and how to capture the crowd the, this dude dude has got this he's just got this touch i don't know like he's just got this midas touch when he does what he does and that car like i don't want to call it lazy but that, that car smooth delivery of his you know like he's not even trying but it just clicks he always nails it that guy that's true living legend anyway um producers asking us to wind it down but uh so far or rather should i say amo which uh yes. episode can we look forward to dropping this coming week this coming week you have the rocky episode okay oh the, the your rocky episode is quite exciting i i think i hope you asked him why he didn't like the seiko video Uh, so so here's the thing uh <laughs> when i interviewed rocky right uh, uh, i then interviewed leonard the afternoon after that oh so, so leonard was after rocky yes it was it was the oh, same day oh man <laughs> <laughs> it was it was the same day but the same day but it it's a fascinating interview it's a fascinating interview it it gives insight uh to that whole movement in a, it just gives a totally different touch really uh mm. I'm, I'm, it's just my lord okay we'll be sure to uh, yeah i really want to hear rocky's side of things yeah that one's about to stream 1 million so i'm sure which one, which one is the highest streaming right now uh stana Stanner's one had higher numbers last time I checked. Yeah, Stanner's yeah. had higher numbers. Rock. But also, um, mm. Stanner was the first. Mm. Uh, yeah. So he's got that 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 advantage, and he's he's just yeah. uh, he's more current and more more. If if you were to go online, you probably find fifty thousand other things that people are consuming that has Stanner's name on it. So 
That's yep. a fact. So he's he's, mm. he's he's gonna be easily and unlike Terry or Leonard or or a lot of these people who there's mm. nothing really that that people are consuming that's in the that that's in in popular culture right now. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. Terry had a little moment, right? Um, a few, a few years <laughs> ago, but. That yeah. came and went, Selatai. Just to keep it positive. That came and <laughs> went. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying, people are still consuming out here. But yeah, shout out, shout out to her. Tarati, you are still consuming it. Don't say people. Just I, tell us that you're confessing right now. You are the one who's consuming, not people. I'm still, I'm still consuming a music. Thank you very much. I don't know what you're, you're, you're talking you. about, okay? Yeah, yeah, boy. Let's leave it at that. <laughs> All right, man. Thank you, Arnold. This has been uh, uh, quite a pleasure touching base. We should do this more often. That is true. Yeah. Uh, guys, thank you so much for, for just allowing us. I really appreciate it. You guys are yeah. so profound. Thank you so much, man. Mm. Okay, anyway. Uh, thank you for showing me love and for always allowing me to tell my story. I, I really mm. appreciate it. You're one of the few people who I don't have to reach out to, but you actually reach out to me that we can do this. So I'm I'm always ever forever so grateful. Yeah. Whenever you want to do one thank of you, those man. those docu series, uh, Adams, you know, we, we're available, you know, we at needs it. We we got also, a few we, we, to line up the tables. Exactly, so. man. I mean, we're responsible for a certain part of the uh, history in, in 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 this culture, you know. Yeah. So yeah, feel free to to call us one day. <laughs> Absolutely, man. I appreciate. Maybe it. maybe five years from now, it will be more. It will be more suiting. Right now, we still we still we still in the, in the rough. In the dust of it all, the dust that was maybe the story will make more sense. <laughs> yeah, now will be too soon. Yeah, Lord, yeah. we survive this 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 COVID. But yeah, hey man, right. I'm not that. All right, man, take care of yourself and each other. All right, uh, one more thing, one more thing. Yep. Uh, uh, don't forget to subscribe to So Profound TV on YouTube so you can get updates of some really fantastic content coming uh, and also look out for a talk show that's coming uh, to ZFM Stereo it's called After the Noise it's coming up uh, this July I'm super excited about it uh, and oh nice and and just the many things that are coming, man. Just make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. I'd really appreciate that. Definitely, definitely. We will definitely be tuned in and locked into that. Hey, just trying to take a screenshot for... All right, got it. Anyway, Mr. Producer. Keep it real Fridays with Shelatine and Brian Willis. So here's the thing. I'm looking for the sixth man that made Marlon Wayans famous. I'm looking for the bastard that inspired Al-Qaeda. Believe it or not, I'm actually looking for liars that teach truth. I'm looking for the traitor who sold Christmas to Santa. I'm looking for the chest where they hid the truth about kinky hair. I'm looking for those who blame Bobby for the death of Whitney so I can really look them in the eye and say, really? 
I'm looking for the truth in Bill Cosby's legacy. I'm looking for the psychiatrist who's been treating Boko Haram. I'm looking for that class that still teaches racism. I'm looking for the wind that blows the leaves in autumn. I guess I'm looking for love. Freeze.